God bless you guys. God bless you guys. I've had so many people come to me and say, Brittany, when are you going to start recording messages? When are you going to start um, speaking via Facebook or Instagram or whatever? And so I really felt like um, I needed to make this podcast. So I'm so thankful for whoever um, is listening to this podcast. Um, I pray that it blesses you as much um, as it is blessing me right now. And so I'll just say a quick word of prayer. And then we're going to jump into um, our theme for tonight. But it's, it's not going to be very long. Um, it's going to be impactful, though. I really think that it's an on-time word for what God is doing in this season. So I don't want to take up any more time. Um, just rambling on and on. I just want to get right to what God wants me to say. Um, so if you would just bow your head wherever you are um, and just say a quick word of prayer with me. Heavenly Father, I just thank you for this word that is going forth today, Lord. I pray that you would water this word, Father, and that it would begin to take root in this person's life who is listening, oh God. That it would be a word that would be transformational and inspirational, oh God. I thank you that you are edifying me as I'm giving this word, Father. And I pray that you decrease me and increase you. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. All right, so I've been teaching this Bible study um, weekly. And so um, we're studying the book of Ruth right now. And so um, we've made it to chapter three of Ruth. And so um, if you're familiar with your Bible, you know that there are only four very short chapters in Ruth. So we have made it um, from chapter one, two, and now we're on chapter three. And the next week we'll be jumping into chapter four. And so um, there was a word that God had given me um, when reading um, Ruth chapter three. And he said that he's going to give you the opportunity to meet that opportunity that you've been asking him for. I don't know if you've been praying about a job or if you've been praying about being able to get an interview somewhere or if you've been trying to meet a specific person. Maybe you need a second chance. Maybe you need a do-over. I don't know what opportunity that you've been asking for, but God says that he's going to do it for you in this season. And it was an on-time word because chapter 3 of uh, Ruth is about Ruth and Boaz at the threshing floor. That's actually the name that my Bible um, says um, that the chapter is. is about Ruth and Boaz at the threshing floor. And it's really, really short, so I'm going to read it to you. Maybe you don't have your Bible with you. Maybe you're not familiar. Whatever. But I'm going to read it to you, read it for you, and then you know, kind of talk along the way and encourage you um, in this season. So... Ruth chapter 3 verse 1. One day Ruth's mother-in-law Naomi said to her, my daughter, I must find a home for you. So if you are familiar with the story, you know that um, Ruth has been clinging to Naomi. She's been clinging to her. She lost her husband. They're both widows. And so instead of going on and moving on with the rest of her life, she clung to, she stayed with, she stuck to her mother-in-law. So now right here we see in um, chapter three, verse one, she's saying that I must find a home for you. So now her season of clinging to her, her spiritual advisor is over. And so when I was speaking to the women of God, I was telling them that um, eventually when you have a season of clinging to, I don't know, you might have a mentor or a big sister or a spiritual mother there comes a time when that season must end where you have to go out and actually put into practice some of the things that you have learned from your spiritual mother or mentor or big sister or whatever that role model is that comes to a point doesn't mean that your relationship has to be over but it does mean that you have to actually go out be nudged out of the nest and go on and do those things that you guys have been praying about talking about meeting about you have to apply apply those things 
So I'm picking it up at verse two. Now, Boaz, with whose women you have worked in a relative of ours, is a relative of ours. Tonight, he will be winnowing barley on the threshing floor. Wash, put on perfume and get dressed in your best clothes. So now she's setting her up to meet this opportunity and she's telling her to wash, put on perfume and get dressed in her best clothes. So what do you need to do? How do you need to prepare yourself? Do you need to shake off that 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 grave clothes of of depression and anxiety and I failed before and it's not going to happen Um, that negative energy you need to reclothe yourself with confidence you need to put on your best clothes dress for the job act like you're going to meet this opportunity and be successful no more of this moping around and sad and depressed and you got the look on your face you got the look in your eyes no you have to put on this this attitude and this this attire sometimes it's physical attire that you need to put on you need to put on your best clothes sometimes it's spiritual attire that you need to put on you need to put on a better attitude you need to put on clothing of faith you need to clothe yourself in the armor of God, whatever it is, you need to put that thing on and get dressed and ready to meet your opportunity. You can't, just like your job, you can't show up in your pajamas. You have to put on your suit. You have to put on your dress. You have to put on whatever it is that you need that fits the appropriate time in the place that you're about to go. And then she tells her, then go to the threshing floor, but don't let him know you are there until he has finished eating and drinking. When he lies down, note the place where he is lying. Then go and uncover his feet and lie down. He will tell you what to do. As I was doing my research, I found that the threshing floor, the threshing floor that they're talking about back in these times, it used to be a place where women would go to be immoral with men or that um, sexual abuses would happen. Different things would happen in these places. Um, and so the threshing floor was not a place that was seen as suitable for a woman to be. So it sounds strange that Naomi, who's supposed to be her spiritual leader, is telling her to dress up and, and be and be attractive in a sense and go to this place where Boaz is. And that is a very peculiar, weird instruction. Why would she tell her to do something like that? Doesn't make sense, right? And so that's just a note to you and I, that God sometimes gives us weird instructions. Maybe God told you to help somebody. Maybe God told you to go to a certain place. Maybe he told you to do a certain thing and it just didn't make any sense to you. So maybe you didn't do it. Maybe you felt like, God, this can't be you because this don't even make any sense. But that's the thing that God needs us to do is that thing that he's telling us to do. It might not make sense in our in our physical mind but he has a plan for it so next time you hear that weird thing maybe it's something that flashes across your tv maybe you're driving and you see something on a billboard whatever it is that god is telling you to do no matter if it makes sense or not you must do it it's called obedience you have to be obedient to that thing that god is telling you to do no matter how crazy it sounds and that's where your faith kicks in because your faith tells you that god would not steer you wrong and whatever it is that he's asking you to do you believe that he will see you through to the end of it so at five it says i will do whatever you say ruth answered so she went down to the threshing floor and did everything her mother-in-law told her to do are you listening to the instructions that you're being told are you following the advice of your spiritual mother your mentor your big sister how many times have they given you advice and then you didn't listen to what they said or many times we find ourselves in a position where god has already given us instruction but we don't listen to it and then we'll come back and ask him what we're supposed to do. And God is like, I've already told you. I've already told you what you need to do. And maybe you're in that position where you're asking God the same question over and over and over and the answer has changed. Um, You need to do that thing that he's telling you to do. Have you listened? Have you done that? 
thing in that seven it says when Boaz had finished eating and drinking and was in good spirits he went over to lie down at the far end of the grain pile Ruth approached quietly uncovered his feet and lay down in the middle of the night something startled the man he turned and there was a woman lying at his feet okay so the uncovering of his feet is a sign of submission it's a sign of submission. Now, as I mentioned earlier, the threshing floor was a place that people went to be sexually immoral. Okay. She covered, she uncovered only his feet, only his feet, because that level of temptation would have been there if she would have just uncovered his whole body, if she would have exposed him and, and maybe her flesh would have started to speak to her and maybe she would have tried to win his favor by being immoral with him. So you have to keep your morals intact. Temptation is going to present itself to you when you are facing this opportunity that you're asking God for. You're going to be tempted to just do it, do it the way you want to do it. Do it the way that makes you feel good. Do it the way where you know what type of result is going to happen. No, you cannot ruin the seed. Do not curse the seed by being immoral. God might have had a great purpose for this thing that he's asking you to do and this opportunity that you're asking him to allow you to meet, but you cannot ruin it by being immoral in any kind of way. You must keep your morals intact. She kept her morals intact. She lied at his feet. She laid at his feet to show that she was submitted. She was submitting herself to him. And then at nine, it says, Boaz was asking her, who are you? And she told him the purpose why she was there. She said, I am your servant, Ruth. She said, spread the corner of your garment over me since you are a guardian redeemer of our family. And so that's the purpose why she was there. Because she was supposed to be his servant and because he was going to be the guardian redeemer of her family. So remember the reason why you're there. When you meet your opportunity this time around, remember the reason why you are there. Don't forget. Don't get wrapped up in the moment. Don't get sidetracked by temptation. Remember the purpose as to why God sent you. Remember the purpose as to why God called you. The purpose is so important. When you can't see anything else, when everything else is not making any sense, remember the purpose as to why you are there. Why are you there? Why did God call you? And maybe you need to take this moment and this time to reflect and to ask God, why did you call me? What am I designed to do? What is this purpose designed to meet? How am I designed to meet this purpose? And then attendant says, the Lord bless my daughter. He replied, the kindness is greater than that which you showed earlier. You have not run after younger men. Whether rich or poor, and now, my daughter, don't be afraid. I will do for you all you ask. All the people of my town know that you are a woman of noble character. Her reputation is coming into play. All the town knows that she's a woman of noble character. Now, what would they have known about her if she would have been immoral with him? They would have known that she was somebody who slept with Boaz. She was somebody who, who slept with somebody to get position. You know, that kind of thing. You know how people can talk. And so if the whole town knew that she was a woman of noble character, her, her reputation is already speaking for her. Sis, your reputation, your reputation is going to speak for you. So you have to remember that. Don't go out here and mar your reputation. Remember that it speaks for you and that your reputation, yes, it can open doors for you. And it can also close doors for you. And you don't want the door to close on this opportunity you've been waiting for for a long time. You've been praying about it. Maybe you even cried about it. 
But you can't let this this moment be ruined by poor judgment. Then at 12, it says, although it is true that I am a guardian redeemer of your family, there is another who is more close related than I. Stay here for tonight and in the morning if he wants to do his duty as your guardian redeemer, good. Let him redeem you. But if he is not willing as surely as the Lord lives, I will do it. Lie here until morning. Okay, so now we see that there's somebody else in line to marry Ruth. So Boaz is not even the person who is in line to marry her next. So... At this point, there's a problem that's being presented and a problem will present itself. There will be maybe some opposition with you trying to meet this opportunity, but you cannot get freaked out. You can't get freaked out. You can't get scared. You can't decide that, oh, maybe God didn't tell me. Oh, I'm messing up. Oh, my God, I heard wrong. No, 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 no. Don't get scared. Don't turn around just because opposition is is facing you. That's a sign sometimes that you are on your destiny is when problems present themselves, trying to stop you from reaching that. Sometimes there must be a break before the breakthrough. And we know that that's the first word in breakthrough is break. The first word in testimony is test. You have to have something, some time to, to, for God to perform a miracle. There must be a problem. There must be some sort of issue, something for him to work a miracle in. Miracles come from impossible situations, right? So just know that you don't need to focus on the problem. Just focus on the miracle. Forget about the problem and focus on the miracle. Do not turn around. Do not get scared. And at 14, it say, so she lay at his feet until morning, but got up before anyone could be recognized. And he said, no one must know that a woman came to the threshing floor. He also said, bring me the shawl you are wearing and hold it out. When she, when she did, so he, when she did so, he poured into, into it six measures of barley and placed a bundle on her. Then he went down t- back to town. When Ruth came to her mother-in-law, Naomi said, how did it go, my daughter? Then she told everything Boaz had done for her and added, he gave me these six measures of barley saying, don't go back to your mother-in-law empty-handed. You will not leave this situation empty-handed. God is not going to make you go through these different hoops. And maybe you might even feel humiliated in this experience. But he's not going to make you do that and then turn around and not give you anything for it. No, that's something that the enemy does. God is going to give you something for your obedience. He might give you a small installment of a blessing. It might not be the full blessing, but it will be a blessing. God is going to bless you for your obedience. He's going to reward you for it. It talks about that in Deuteronomy. And then at 18, it says, then Naomi said, wait, my daughter, until you find out what happens for the man will not rest until the matter is settled. So first, God is not going to want you to just go head first and to jump into something. OK, once you've done what he's asked you to do, watch and wait. I've been hearing God say that this week. Watch and wait. When you've done everything that he said, you follow the instructions, you did the, the weird instruction, you saw whatever it is that he needed you to see. Now you have to wait. She's telling you to be patient. But I believe in the season, God is going to accelerate the time and he's not going to make you wait as long as that, as long as you think that you're going to have to wait. No, not at all. He's going to accelerate you, but don't move until he tells you what else to do. Don't move. The matter will not be settled until God moves. God is going to move in this case. Boaz is not going to be able to rest until he finds a solution for this. So there's going to be a solution. 
But you have to be ready to meet your opportunity. You're going to meet your opportunity. You're going to get that thing that you've been asking for if you follow these instructions. If you follow the thing that God is telling you to do. If you become patient after you've done those things. And if you watch and wait after you've been obedient, you will reap a reward. But this is your season, sis. I am rooting for you. I am praying for you. And I'm going to close with a very short prayer. And I pray that it that it reaches you wherever you are and that you will have a testimony behind this experience. So bow your head with me. Father, I thank you for this word that has gone forward, oh God. I pray that it takes root in this person's life, oh God. I pray that this word would be a word of growth, a word of harvest, oh God, and a word that comes into full manifestation oh god i pray that my sister meets her opportunity father that she is successful in her opportunity oh god and that she will be able to testify about your goodness oh god we thank you for all of these things in your son jesus name amen god bless you sis